0: Thrillers, Chillers, and Chicks.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Thrillers, Chillers, and Chicks. I am chick number one, Hannah.
0: And I am chick number two, Erica.
1: And today we are going to be talking about Knives Out, which is directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, This movie came out in 2019. Big fan. Uh, Erica had never seen it before, so I told her we had to do it for the podcast because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, I would say now. And what did you think of it, Erica? Um,
0: I would also say it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And when I, like, literally right after I watched it with Hannah, I went and showed it to my dad. So, and he really liked it, too. It's, it is such a cool mystery movie. I just think it's the bee's knees.
1: It's really great. It's sort of a modern whodunit film. Uh, the movie starts out with two detectives interviewing the family of Harlan Thromby in the wake of his death, uh, which appeared to be a suicide Now, Harlan is a very successful author uh, who had just celebrated, I believe it was his 80th birthday. Uh,
0: It was a a big birthday. A big birthday. He
1: was pretty old and... Very successful author, and he had three children, Linda, Walt, and Neil, who has uh, passed away before the beginning of the movie. He has a son-in-law, two daughters-in-law, three grandchildren, and a mother of indeterminate age, a housekeeper named Fran, and his nurse and good friend, Marta. Now, while the family is being interviewed, they notice the presence of a third person, in the room, who wasn't at their initial interrogations by the detectives. It turns out that this is Benoit Blanc, a private detective who is famous for his crime-solving skills. He reveals that someone has paid him to solve the death of Harlan Thrombey, but he doesn't know who. All the cast of characters were at Harlan's 85th birthday, sorry, 85th birthday, the night before his death. And Harlan was heard arguing with several of his family members in his office the day of his birthday party, which throws suspicion on most of them, but especially his no-good grandson, Ransom. Now, Benoit Blanc enlists the help of Harlan's nurse, Marta, since he determines that she has a good heart and kind of has the inside scoop on the family as she was very close to Harlan. We find out through sparkling dialogue and cunning exposition that Harlan had intended to cut off his family from his fortune due to various misdeeds on their behalf, and instead leave his entire estate to Marta, the one person who truly cared about him. Thus, Ransom, his no-good grandson, had tried to frame Marta for Harlan's death by switching some of the medications in her nursing bag so that she'd accidentally give Harlan too high of a dose of morphine and thus be ineligible to inherit his fortune. He wasn't counting on Harlan uh, trying to protect Marta and her undocumented mother from the scrutiny an investigation would bring, committing suicide in order to get rid of any suspicion.
0: Suspicion, because he's trying to protect Mm -hmm. Marta, even though like Neither of them know at the time that she didn't really need protection.
1: Exactly. The talk screenings after the death show that, in fact, Marta had never even given Harlan the wrong dose to begin with, because even though Ransom had switched the labels on the vials, Marta has been a nurse long enough and pays enough attention to her job that she was able to kind of just tell the difference in viscosity and color in the liquids and gave Harlan the correct dose anyways and Benoit Blanc credits her good heart once again with making her a good nurse and a good friend. Mm -hmm. And the movie ends with her inheriting the fortune anyways. And Sorry, everyone, that's my cat, Ferguson.
0: He has opinions. (laughs) He
1: wants to chime in. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the movie ends with her inheriting the fortune, the estate, and the really awesome house that Harlan left her.
0: (laughs) And just to top it all off, The ending shot's really cool, where she's on the balcony and the family is on like the driveway because they just watched mm-hmm. Ransom get arrested. And um, she's she's looking at them and they're looking at her and she starts sipping out of a mug that says, My House, My Rules. Yes. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, so we don't want to get into too many details about the investigation because it is a really great movie and it's really fun to watch. It's kind of... Um, you know, just a good old-fashioned murder mystery. Mm-hmm. and
0: I think the biggest thing is I wish that I could, like, I wish I could watch this movie like I had never seen it before every time I watch it. It is yeah. such a good movie.
1: It's really excellent. And then I think a, a big part of what made this movie so great was the cast, for one, was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, every role was just so good. And the set design was incredible and it led to it lent a lot to the atmosphere
0: of the movie
1: and the overall kind of impression that it leaves you with. It was very, um, eclectic and kind of mysterious, but also, you know, fun. And like one of the detectives quips that they're kind of living in a giant clue board.
0: <laughs> yes. And it looks like it too. It just oh, it is surely does. A cool, cool house. <laughs> also, I just, people was, um, Benoit
1: Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Benoit Blanc and I'm a private detective. Um, but yeah, I think it was also just really interesting kind of the relationships between the family and Harlan and the family all excluding Harlan, all just kind of seemed self serving. There were a few exceptions maybe where You know, you're like, oh, well, maybe that person's not so bad. But for the most part, they all seem kind of backstabby or egotistical or narcissistic in some way or another. And you kind of look at Harlan, who's this very kind and generous man. And you you tend to wonder how such a great guy can be the patriarch of this sort of really awful Mm -hmm. (laughs) clan of people.
0: Because when I started the movie, I thought Harlan <clears throat> was going to end up being the one who was so, like, jaded and mm-hmm. and maybe out of touch or whatever. And it's very interesting to see it end up being literally everybody else mm-hmm. except for, um, like, him and um, Marta.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why he develops such a close relationship with Marta is even though he has such a big family... He doesn't really have anyone he can turn to because they're all looking to him to get something, whether it's money or, you know, a job or fame. They all want something from him. And Marta never really wanted anything from him. She was just happy to be his friend Mm -hmm. and kind of go above and beyond her uh, call of duty as a nurse and just be there for him when he needed someone. And I think it was that goodness in her that really prompted him to leave her, his estate. Oh, yeah. You know?
0: And it's such, I think one of the things, um, personally, I'm a very avid murder mystery fan. It's always probably been one of my favorite genres. From books, or like Agatha Christie, to... Uh, video games. Some of my favorite games of all time are usually like murder mysteries, um, like Nancy Drew games and um, L.A. Noire is a really good one. If you like this movie and you like video games, that's a game that I think you should absolutely play. But you've probably heard or played it by now because it's very popular. <laughs> but um, it is such a cool version of a murder mystery. Like it's,
1: what makes a good murder mystery in your opinion?
0: I think. I think it depends, because there are so many ways that you can, you know, I feel like there are some where it's not as mysterious, Mm -hmm. but it's still campy enough to where it still gives you those murder mystery old Mm -hmm. school vibes. There are some where they're like super mysterious and you're like, I have no idea who it is. I can't really pin it on anyone. I can't call it. Mm. Um, And I feel like. It depends on either what you particularly enjoy or what you're feeling like. Mm Because sometimes I like to be able to call it. Like, I think that's half the fun sometimes. Yeah. And other times I like to be completely in the dark and surprised. Yeah. So I think it's probably one of those two (laughs) or a balance.
1: I agree. And I think for me, one of the things that makes a burner mystery or any kind of mystery really good is the characters. Because... In any story, I think what really sticks out for me is the the people involved in it, you know. And in *Knives Out*, the the characters are really fleshed out and they're very memorable. And I think that's part of what makes you know this movie so good is right from the very beginning. Uh, I care about Harlan and I care mm-hmm. about his family and the way they they interview the family and the way they kind of shoot all the interviews and. Um, they're going back and forth between the different family members and you have already have formed opinions on them um, within the first five minutes of screen time, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting to know them. And it's interesting to kind of see how those opinions are either confirmed or maybe changed throughout the movie with, uh, with various, you know, different uh, exposition and stuff. But yeah, I think for me, the the mysteries and stuff that I tend to to enjoy the most it kind of has this element of like human drama in it or like mm. um, you know sort of a psychological twist and there wasn't as much of a psychological twist in knives out I don't think but it was definitely had some tried and true themes of just goodness and evil and greed and
0: oh yeah those kinds of things and it balances it out very very well it balances out the kind of evilness and greed and maybe not deeply the evilness but you know Mm -hmm. greed and kind of these warped views or you know opinions or whatever and this very campy funny enjoyable good time of a movie exactly and it's also because I feel like one thing about murder mysteries is I think after a while it can sometimes feel like you've seen it all or they all follow the same mm. formula mm-hmm. or it's tropes or you know a lot of times i wonder how much farther mystery can go not in terms of a genre but in terms of things we haven't seen before mm-hmm. and i was so delighted by this movie it's a murder mystery in itself but in the same way i also feel like it's almost a play on a murder mystery it's very mm-hmm. I feel like that'll make more sense when you watch it but or if you've watched it. You think you kind of know what's going on and you think it's following this formula and then it's not. And there are some things that, like in my notes, there were some things that I called. Mm-hmm. But I went back on those things a few bullet points down. Like there were things where I was like... I wonder if this is happening. Then I'm like, no, it can't be happening. This is happening. And it, it keeps you guessing the entire time. And even when you're right, you're kind of wrong. <laughs> yeah. It, it is not going to follow what you think it's going to follow. And it's such it's such a good time. I just wish I could watch it the first time over and over again.
1: Definitely. If there was um, a way I could watch a movie again for the first time, this would definitely be one that I would want to watch all over again for the first time. But it's also fun to re-watch even knowing what mm-hmm. happens. It's a great movie and definitely would recommend it.
0: Oh yeah. Speaking of which, uh, if we have any listeners who are like the men in black, but like the fun men in black from the Will Smith movies, not the, <laughs> not the ones they talk on on like BuzzFeed oh, god. Y'all got one of those little flashy memory things. Hit some girls up. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Um, maybe not everything, but I would absolutely love to watch movies the first time again and again. <laughs> so, you know, feel free. Uh, if you hit a sample even, we'll open a P.O. box. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you can have...
1: So you can send us a secret government <laughs> secret, device to sec- erase our memories. Yes,
0: that we will absolutely not misuse. Thanks.
1: I probably will.
0: <laughs> like me trips in the hallway at the store. <laughs> nope. <Mm-mm>.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> don't want to no, remember don't.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> not for you. uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, what are you talking about nothing happened
1: let me erase that time i accidentally ordered seven sandwiches at a restaurant and they didn't question it and just brought it to me right before a hike i hiked up a mountain with seven sandwiches in a paper bag
0: as you should
1: about halfway up this couple was hiking down with their dog and my paper bag was falling apart and i didn't want seven sandwiches so i looked at them and i said hey is your dog like, you like do sandwiches? Them, uh, okay. I think that dog became my best friend. I am now the patron saint of that dog I met <laughs> the dog. on the mountain. It's
0: like, you when know, we go hiking, this lady came. <laughs> she, she gave, gave me seven sandwiches. Sandwich. Like, Heck yeah.
1: I would like to erase that memory. <laughs> I would
0: like to erase that memory. What are you talking about? That's a great memory. Everyone was laughing at me. <laughs> They're jealous of your patron saint the, waitress of called, the waitress called all of the
1: cooks from the kitchen to the window to try and watch me eat seven sandwiches. I thought... <laughs> I tried to order two, and somehow she heard seven, and then just didn't question it. <laughs> She's like, hey,
0: hey, y'all, look, check it out. This chick about to eat seven sandwiches. <laughs> she just kept putting down plate after plate. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Amazing. Beautiful. The The true murder mystery of how that lady decided you wanted seven sandwiches. Well,
1: then I felt bad because they were all watching me as I ate my one sandwich and then I felt bad not delivering on eating the other six, but I'm only so powerful.
0: I'd say you're better than me because I would have absolutely tried to pressure eat seven sandwiches and gotten terribly sick. (laughs) Ma'am. (laughs) Okay. We love
1: peer pressure.
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: uh, so we rate this movie. I would say I rate it nine out of ten knives.
0: Nine out of ten knives that are out. Uh, I would also rate it nine out of ten knives uh, that are out in a part of the the, the the Game of Thrones chair that they have in the house. Oh my gosh, yes. See, Excellent. Knives Out ran. Or no, Knives Out walked so that Game of Thrones could run. Probably not actually true because I'm pretty sure the movie came out later. But I don't
1: care. It did. But Game of Thrones surely did trip and fall flat on
0: its face. So I've never seen it, but I believe it. It's not good.
1: <laughs> like, okay, disclaimer. Game of Thrones has an excellent cast. The visuals, amazing. Production value, excellent. Everyone who works on that show does an excellent job. The story, not really doing it for me. And maybe one day I'll do a whole podcast about the beef I have with George R.R. Martin and the bastardization of Tolkien's fantasy genre that he tried to create. But that's a story for another time.
0: Please! Um, So in conclusion, watch Knives Out instead of Game of Thrones.
1: Yes, that is our recommendation. Just watch Knives
0: Out for the entire duration of what Game of Thrones has been. (laughs)
1: thank you for joining us this week and we hope you come and join us
0: next week well we'll see you guys next episode stay spooky hey it's erica from thrillers chillers and chicks and i just want to let you all know that our primary form of social media right now is twitter you can find us at Ann chillers there you can find updates and also give us your feedback on the podcast Thank you again for listening and stay spooky.